Welcome to the Life and Legacy Show, where we discuss all things elder law, estate, and legacy planning. Hosted by certified elder law attorney, Tim Seckler, from the Seckler Law Firm. And now your host, attorney Tim Seckler. Hey, and welcome to this week's edition of the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great estate plans. My name is Tim Seckler. I host this radio show every week with the idea of getting you the education you need to make great decisions uh, with regard to your estate plan. I think it's possible for for everybody to have an awesome estate plan. Uh, I know this stuff isn't always easy to think about. I know it's confusing, uh, which is why we do stuff like a radio show and a YouTube channel and all of the different content that we put on our website at secklerlawfirm.com because I, I have seen over the past 12 years I've been doing this that once people take the time to understand some of these concepts, a lot of people will take action to protect their family from some of these broken rules. And some of those broken rules are what we're going to chat about on today's episode. Now, understand that uh, today's episode is not legal advice. I am an attorney. I am not yet your attorney. I'd love to help you with your estate plan, but we're not doing that yet. So today is education and information. Don't make any decisions based on what you hear on this radio show. Um, now that I got the, the lawyer part of me, I can put him away and I can, I can do the education piece of this. Uh, it is Labor Day weekend. Uh, and so Labor Day weekend, uh, I think to most folks, is, is the way that it just culturally it works out is the end of summer. It's a three-day weekend. The weather's beautiful. Um, and we like to play. You know, it's a, it's a play weekend, um, whatever that means to you. Walk in a park, get on a boat go for a bike ride and hopefully you're getting outside and enjoying the weather uh but i want to chat with um with you about labor day and i want to chat with you about this this guy that I, uh that we uh, lots of us have become familiar with by the name of oliver anthony anthony uh that's not actually his real name his real name's chris but it's this musician who has this viral song right now if you haven't heard it you must not have turned on a, a device in the last uh three or four weeks uh called rich men north richmond and i think that the message in this song is very pertinent to um, to Labor Day and, and what's going on out there and, and um, a sentiment that I have been feeling along with my clients, you know, just the things that my clients have been saying uh, over the last um, couple years is this sort of sentiment that no one is looking out for them uh, in the middle class. You know, a lot of our clients uh, are middle class folks, retirees, uh, upper middle class folks, soon to be retirees. We do high net worth estate planning in our office, but that's not the bulk of the work. Where my heart really is and, and where the, a lot of the law firm is is helping, you know, helping common folks, retired school teachers, retired factory workers, uh, blue-collar folks, white-collar folks, but middle class, upper middle class families who have some savings and want to protect that savings. And what, what I'm hearing with a lot of my clients is they feel like they're on their own and nobody's looking out for them. And I, I think that that sentiment is why this song that Oliver Anthony put out has has gone viral. I mean, tens of millions of views. He's been on the Joe Rogan show. He's been on TV. He's been all over with this thing. And, um, you know, five weeks ago, nobody knew his name. Um, and so I want to just chat with you about it. Now, Labor Day, you know, Labor Day has been around for like 140 years. Um the the idea it was it was organized by uh, organized labor and it took off in a couple of states until the U.S. finally adopted it and and the whole purpose, at least as I see it, is to celebrate the working guy, the working man and woman in this country and and um, and you know recognize that nothing happens without these folks um, and it's it's a great and like a lot of the holidays it's been hijacked by media and marketing and and. 
food companies and restaurants and fairs and, and uh, people trying to sell you, you know, uh, uh, couches for the Labor Day sale or whatever, right? But Labor Day at its core is recognizing middle class and, and uh, workers. Um, and, you know, that's a message that I think, you know, is important right now because this show, this, this song, Oliver Anthony's song, I've got the, the, the lyrics. And I, I thought maybe, you know, if you haven't taken the time to listen to this song, man, you need to. It, it's a fantastic song. Um, but the lyrics of this song, what he's talking about is the rich men north of Richmond, referring, I, I presume, to D.C. Um, you know, one of his lines is, and there's some cuss words in it, and I'm on, a, I'm on a Christian radio station, so I'll try to skip those, but I've been selling my soul, working all day for overtime hours for bull blank pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away, right? And, and then he says, it's a, it's a shame what the world's gotten to for people like me and people like you. Um, and, you know, so what he's, what he's saying is, and then there's another piece in the song um, later that talks about, I wish politicians would look out for minors and not just minors on an island somewhere, right? Uh, we got folks in the street and got nothing to eat with the obese milk and welfare, right? Uh, and, and so, you know, this is, this is a working man's song is what it is. And, it, and, uh, and I, when I say working man, I don't mean gender specific. This is a working class song. And what, what the reason, at least as I see it, that this song has, has gotten so popular so fast is because when pe- the first time you hear it, it's like, yeah, that's how I feel. You know, and and um, and you know, I I see it. I and what is going on, and, and so much of this stuff that I think is impacting the middle class. Man, there's some sneaky stuff going on, and and I want to show uh, share with you a couple of things that I think you need to be aware of that are really hitting middle class families from a legal and um, you know retirement standpoint. Um, and the first is. Um, there's this thing that came out in 2020 called the SECURE Act. Um, and what the SECURE Act did, you know, middle class folks' retirement, you know, this isn't statistically accurate, but it's something like three quarters of their net worth is usually in home equity or retirement accounts, IRAs, right? So how did it end up in IRAs? It ended up in IRAs because 50, 60 years ago, companies wanted to get away from pension plans. They wanted to get away from defined benefit plans so, so that the IRS and, and you know, they, they created this thing called qualified accounts, which is the 401k, the 403b, and then the individual IRAs. Um, and there's a handful of other ones that are less uh, used, less popular. But how most people ended up with this money is it made sense from a tax saving standpoint. It's pre-tax dollars going into the account. And if you worked at a place that had a 401k, they matched a contribution up to a couple of percentage points. So it was basically like giving yourself a three or four percent raise and then the money's invested tax free. Great. You know, that's 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 not a bad deal. And everybody took it. Okay. Now, the challenge, though, is this has been a 50-year experiment to see how this thing is going to go. And, and we've got the, you know, the biggest generation in American history, the American baby boomer, hitting their retirement years. And we're finding out how the experiment turns out at this point. And you know, I think by some estimates it turned out really well. There's a lot of people who have money in these accounts. But just a couple of observations. One is you know, I see so many people that are retired that all their money's in retirement accounts. They got very little cash. Um, and they've been brainwashed for 60 years to never pay income taxes. 
And then they're living on ramen noodles in retirement, and they got stakes in an IRA, but they just don't want to pay. They don't want to pay taxes to get to the money to buy the stakes, so they continue to eat the ramen noodles. But then what happens is when they pass away, the kids inherit the IRA money, and boy, those kids are eating steaks pretty quick, right? And so I, I talk to my clients, and this isn't financial advice. I'm not qualified to give you a financial advice, but you save the money for retirement. Enjoy your retirement. Take that vacation. Um, but here's here's where they hit you hard. So like, okay, that's all that's all pretty positive. We saved some money. Now here's what the Secure Act did, though. And let me set the stage for this. We're currently in in a um, taxation environment in this country, where there really is no federal estate tax for middle class folks. You can die with up to $13 million before, it's like 12.9, but let's just call it 13. You can die with $13 million before there's a federal death tax. Right? And that's per individual. So for a married couple, you're talking about $26 million before there's a federal estate tax. And people that have $26 million have done planning. So they're really not taxed until the total net worth is a lot higher than that. Um, and, you know, very, very, very small percentage of the population has that kind of money, right? So for most of us, there is no federal estate tax. And in fact, you know, if you're listening to this, we could probably agree with each other that someone that is married, a married couple with $20 million, probably a pretty wealthy family, right? I mean, you know, they may not agree. They may be looking at people with a billion dollars and think, I don't have nothing. But but to most people, $20 million is an awful lot of money. Now, here's the thing about a family with $20 million. Look, I got nothing against it. I would love to be a family with $20 million, right? Um, I love you all. But you got $20 million, you don't pay a death tax right now. I think that's great, right? I, I don't think they should be taxing us upon our death. Um, a lot of us work hard to accumulate a lot of stuff to take care of our family, and, and $20 million can take care of a couple of generations of family. That's, that's a beautiful situation. Fine, no death tax. Except here's the thing. Middle-class folks who don't have $20 million have all their money in retirement accounts. All right, so let's talk about what happens with a retirement account when you pass away. Um, and this relates back to the 50-year experiment. So the 50-year experiment is put the money in a qualified account, put the money in the IRA, the 401k, and then I can't touch it till I'm after I'm 59 years old, and then they, they make me take it out in my 70s, fine. But when we pull the money out, it's taxed. Whether I pull the money out or whether my kids pull the money out, there's an income tax on it. Um, and it used to be the case, if you're listening to this and you're retired and you put money in a 401k, one of the promises that they made to you when you were dumping all those dollars into the 401k for 40 years was that when you pass away, your kids would get a thing called a stretch IRA. All right, so let me explain what a stretch IRA used to be. If my dad dies and I'm, um, let's say I'm 55 years old, that would put him in his low 80s. If that's when my dad passes away and he leaves me his retirement account, let's say he's managed to put, I don't know, 200000 uh, for easy math, $200,000 into a retirement account. Okay, so now I would have inherited a thing that used to be called an inherited IRA. So an inherited IRA is a situation where I, dad's IRA becomes my IRA. My IRA then could be invested in the market and continue to enjoy tax-deferred compounding growth for my life expectancy. So it used to be the case with an inherited IRA 
that I would get the money and I could invest it and I would only have to take out a little bit every year. And so if I was 55 and that money stretches until the point when I'm in my 70s or 80s, well, then I've got I've got 30 years of tax-deferred compounding growth on this money, and 200 grand could be north of a million dollars in the market over that kind of time. So by the time then I would be in my senior years and I would draw the money out, I'd have all kind of money. So, so it used to be the case that a parent's retirement account could be the child's retirement account. And this was an opportunity for massive wealth transfer, right? This was real upward mobility for the middle class because then the next generation that would have been inheriting these accounts, they're hopefully saving. And if they didn't save, now they at least have retirement. But if they are saving, now we can transfer wealth to the next generation with an inherited IRA. And it was really a nice situation for middle class families. And so, of course, the rich men north of Richmond took it away. Um, And with this thing called the SECURE Act. Let's talk about what the SECURE Act did. The SECURE Act says that in the same situation when my dad would pass away if he would leave me a $200,000 retirement account, now I don't get to stretch the money for my life expectancy. Now what happens is all of the money has to be withdrawn from the retirement account within the first 10 years after I pass away. Right, 10 years. So it used to be 30 years, 40 years, life expectancy. Now it's 10 years. All right. So this is taxable distributions, right? So now I got to take, if he leaves me 200000 I don't have to take 10% every year, but you're probably going to do something like that. So now I got to take $20,000 a year and pay ordinary income taxes on it over the course of the first 10 years, okay, until the money's gone. If you haven't taken it all out by year 10, then they penalize you. So you have to take it all out by the end of year 10. Fine. But here's the thing not only have we lost. 30 years of tax-deferred growth, which would have been huge for your kids. Huge. Now, if they inherit the money and they're 55, what are most 55-year-olds still doing? They're still working. And they're in their highest wage-earning taxation years of their lives, right? Uh, 55 is probably the time when you're really bringing it home in your career. And so now... If my dad leaves me the two hundred thousand, I'm fifty five years old, and and I hope to be you know successful and in, in, in a high income tax bracket because I'm making good money. Now I've got to take dad's IRA and put it on top of my ten forty, my personal income tax return. I got to pay ordinary. So now I'm going to bump up in tax brackets again, and I'm going to get smoked on this IRA, right? Now, so the two the two negative things about the Secure Act, the two big ones are loss of stretch and having to recognize all the ordinary income within the first 10 years after I, after my dad passes away, okay, uh, when I'm still working, so I'm going to be in a higher income tax bracket. So this thing could get hit at 30-plus percent. And I have the feeling that in you know 15 years, ordinary income tax rates are going to have to go up to, to deal with this debt. So so we got a mess on our hands. Now, here's here's the real problem with this is – just to like take a step back. You've been lied to. For 50 years, you invested money into an account that had tax-favorable distribution for your children. Now when you get to your retirement years, they changed the deal. And now that money is going to get smoked. Your kids, like listening to this radio show, I have no idea how many people are listening to this radio show, but if there's a dozen, I can tell you, this has cost your kids millions of dollars. And collectively, 
right? Millions of dollars they're taken away from who? From folks with retirement accounts. Well, who has retirement accounts? Do the people with $20 million have retirement accounts? Nope. Retired school teachers have retirement accounts. Retired mill workers have retirement accounts. Uh, white collar folks that work in an office building somewhere have retirement accounts. And the middle class is going to get smoked. They did it to you again. So how are we, it's now 2023, they did this to you in 2020, how does nobody know about it? Well, they buried it under all the COVID news, and, um, you know, it didn't really impact you, right? If you think about this, it's a perfect crime, because we're all victims, but nobody knows they're a victim. The, it doesn't impact your retirement at all. In fact, it probably, you know, they, they hung a couple of little carrots out there that made it seem attractive to you. But when the baby boomers pass away in 20 years, now the money is going to go to the kids. The kids are going to have no idea that had they not passed the SECURE Act 20 years ago, this inheritance would have been worth five times what it's worth. Right? Um, so nobody knows. If you're listening to this show and you're retired, in all likelihood, you didn't know anything about the SECURE Act because it, it, it didn't impact you. And in 20 years, when your kids inherit the money, they're not going to know anything about the SECURE Act. It's just going to be the way that it is. And this was a massive heist of your dollars. Now, my take on it. This is a death tax on the middle class. Right? Now, it's technically income taxation, but it's a death tax on the middle class. So you've got people who can pass away with $20 million, no death tax. Great. I don't think they should be taxing those folks either. you got folks, not for passing away. You've got folks who, a, a retired school teacher who manages to own a house and scrub together a half a million dollars in an IRA over 50 years. Well, she's got a death tax. And this ain't right. And this is the kind of stuff that I think Oliver Anthony's trying to address in his songs. Nobody's looking out for the, for the middle class. He says right in the line, um, I wish politicians would look out for minors. Well, this is what we're talking about, right? And, and you know, to me, it's, it's just infuriating. And this is the kind of stuff that we teach you as part of our estate plan because there's too many lawyers out there telling you you're not rich. All you need is a simple will. Well, that's not right. That's not right. Why aren't the lawyers looking out for the minors, right? Um, and so we do the sequence of classes where we teach you about taxes. We teach you about inheritances. We teach you about how to do it correctly. We teach you about the other thing, and I'm not even going to have time to address it because I got on a bit of a rant on today's show. But the other thing that's going to hit the middle class, if they don't get you while you're alive, they take it when you pass away, right? Let's think about the nursing home for a minute. If a, if a poor person, like a person who really has nothing, needs nursing home care. They go into the nursing home, they're on Medicaid, the nursing home's free. Okay? Good. You got somebody with $20 million, they're not worried about the nursing home. $150,000 a year, we're, we're doing better than that with interest on this one account, right? So they're not worried about the nursing home. But you got a middle class person that goes into a nursing home, which, by the way, one in three of us is going to have dementia. Middle class person goes into the nursing home, all their money is needing to be spent on care. We're not living on the interest. We're spending down our retirement. And that money goes to the nursing home because the government won't pay the nursing home. So we have to pay the nursing home. The nursing home is not the bad guy. It's the rich men north of Richmond, right? And so then the middle class has to give out all their savings to the, to the, to the nursing home until they go broke. Then they go on Medicaid like the poor people. Well, that's not right. They worked hard for that money. 
And and you know the the crazy thing about it is had had the person in the nursing home not had a condition that results in nursing home care, um, they don't have dementia. They instead had some other terrible thing like a heart attack or cancer or some other terrible thing. And you know those treatments that are typically treated with what the government calls acute care, hospitalization, surgery, medication, those things are paid for by your Medicare. Those things are paid for. But if you need custodial care, tend to be related to things like dementia, and Parkinson's, and mobility issues. Well, you're on your own. What? What, what is that? What is that? Yeah, so, so whether my wife is okay in our retirement years is dependent upon whether um, is dependent upon the healthcare event I will ultimately have, which is outside of my control. So you're telling me, you're telling me, I'm working for 50 years, plowing IRA money into IRA accounts, and when I pass away, they're going to take it. And if I end up in a nursing home, they're going to take it. How in the world am I going to transfer anything to my kids? Um, and now we got another generation that's going to feel like the government's not looking out for them. Um, and, you know, there, there's a lot of anguish. There's a lot of pain. And, and, you know, if doing what I do, represent middle-class folks with estate plans. You know, I'm trying to protect assets. I put houses into trust so that we don't lose it to the nursing home. We put money into trust so so that we can prevent these things because the government's not looking out for you. you got to take care of yourself. And those are the things that we, we teach you if you come to our workshop, which we have all around town. It's called the Three Secrets to Protect Your Legacy. And we teach you how to protect yourself from the system. Uh, because the system is not looking out for you. The people who drop the SECURE Act on you, who, who, who put a tax on the middle class, they are not going to fix this problem for you, but you can fix it yourself if you become educated. So take the time to become educated, and I'm telling you, you can protect your entire net worth from this nursing home issue if you just take some steps to protect it. But if you don't, you're subject to their rule book, and you're going to be in trouble. I want to just close this, uh, this today's radio show, um, which you can tell, like, I'm – this is my passion. This is my passion. Protecting middle class folks so that we can get stuff to your kids so it's not so hard for them is my passion. Um, when they passed the SECURE Act, they did this thing. It was almost like a middle of the night deal, right? It was in October of 2019. We got a headline in the newspaper that this thing called the SECURE Act had been passed by the U.S. House of Representatives. Well, what the heck is this? You know, usually when they pass major law changes, there's they propose the thing, they debate the thing for five years, there's public comment periods, and the House of Representatives passed this thing fast. In, in fact, some of our Western Pennsylvania uh, representatives' names were on the bill. I mean, I'm not naming names, but you can look it up. And so they passed this thing in the middle of the night. Now, maybe not technically in the middle of the night, but it was sneaky fast. So the next morning, it hits the headlines, and, you know, knowing a thing or two about how this has to go, now the bill is going to go to the U.S. Senate, who's going to vote on it. So I want to know what our senators want to do. I didn't have a chance to ask the, the representatives in the House. They just voted for the thing. So I call both of our U.S. senators, Pat Casey, Bob Toomey, um, or Pat Toomey and Bob Casey, sorry, um, and Casey's office never returned my phone call. Now, this is not meant to be political. It, it's really not because they all voted for the thing. So it's not red versus blue. It's, it's, it's different. Um, Casey's office never returned my phone call. Toomey's office returned my phone call in like 20 minutes. Um, I was astonished. And it wasn't him, of course. Um, it was uh, the, the Western Pennsylvania guy. And so he calls me and he says, I understand you're calling about the SECURE Act. I said, yeah. 
He goes, I understand you're an attorney. I said, yes. He goes, I understand you don't like it. I said, no. And he goes, great. Can you tell us what it is? So this, this is a United States senator's office asking me, and a state attorney who has an office in Cranberry, what the SECURE Act is. After the House of Representatives had already passed the bill, and I wish I was making this up. I wish I was making this up. So I explained it to the guy, and the guy goes, I don't like that at all. I said, thanks for listening. And I'm all excited that day. I'm like dancing around our office thinking that the, uh, thinking that the uh, you know, democracy works, you know. And then Toomey votes for the thing three weeks later. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you about it other than like I really, when I heard this song, I'm like, yep, that's what my clients are thinking. Um, if you haven't heard the song, I think you should check it out. It's a really powerful song um, by a guy named Oliver Anthony called Rich Men North of Richmond. And the, the general idea is nobody's looking out for the middle class, which is my passion. It's why we do what we do, because I'm tired of seeing people go broke. Uh, you, you worked your whole life to not go broke, and so I want to teach you how to do it. Come to one of our upcoming Three Secrets workshops where we're going to teach you how to do it. Um, we're going to do things like trusts, and we're going to do things like really powerful powers of attorney. We're going to talk to you about the SECURE Act and how you can work with your financial advisor to do the thing correctly. Um, and I hope that this show resonated with you. I hope you take some action to protect yourself because nobody else is going to. But remember, this show was not legal advice. It's not financial advice. Don't make any decisions based on this or any other radio show you hear. Um, if you want some education and advice, you should come get it. Uh, you go to secklerlawfirm.com, secler, S-E-C-H-L-E-R, lawfirm.com. Register for one of our free workshops, and uh, we look forward to meeting you there. I hope, uh, I hope you learned a lot. I hope uh, you have a wonderful Labor Day. Uh, enjoy the nice weather. Get outside and, and have a great one. Take care, folks. This has been the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great plans. SecklerLawFirm.com or call 724-841-1393.